Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. The American Family Farmer Podcast, sponsored in part by Calitrin, the safe, proven way to lose weight and keep it off, and by Prevagen, really good for your mind. Our focus in the first part of our program is to find out what's going on on some of the farms around the country. I noticed that 20 miles south of the Kansas-Nebraska state line, federal reports indicate there was a big oil spill from the Keystone pipeline. The spill is impacting a lot of people who live in Washington County, which is northwest of Kansas City. Uh, The uh, fellow who owns a farm nearby named Chris Panbacker said, quote, we know we have pasture grass that's black that'll probably have to be removed. It's our land. It's our livelihood. Our children have grown up here. A lot of heritage and history and our families worked hard to be good stewards of the land. So we want to do whatever we can to restore it. The company uh, that runs the Keystone system is from Canada. It has been shut down because of a drop in pipeline pressure, which apparently was caused by the oil spill. 14,000 barrels of oil escaped from the pipeline. It has been isolated. The problem's been isolated. The area's been isolated. And the oil has been contained at the site with booms and barriers and that sort of thing. Uh, Nobody quite knows how the spill occurred. 150 crew members are trying to help fix the spill. According to the Washington County Emergency Preparedness Coordinator, uh, the water is safe to drink for the animals in the area and the people. Uh, There is a lot of traffic around, people just going to see uh, what it looks like is 150 people working on this site to try to clean it up. U.S. Energy Information Administrator uh, says that the Keystone Pipeline moves 600,000 barrels of oil a day from Canada down to Oklahoma, uh, where it's connected to another pipeline that goes to the Gulf Coast. And uh, so the uh, total of three and a half to four million barrels of Canadian oil that come into the U.S. every day, a good deal of it goes through the pipeline and it's affecting farmland in Washington County. So let's hope that that problem gets fixed. One of the things going on now, people are talking about why crops are growing the way they are, what's the situation in American agriculture, and why is it different this year. It's different every year because there's a thing called the weather. And I get kind of tired, frankly. This is, I, I wanna, I'm just doing a little hand-wringing myself with all the hand-wringing, but... 
There is significant information to pass along from the farm news desk about water, the fact that there isn't enough to grow everything that is normally grown. The fellow who's president of the State Board of Food and Agriculture in California, Dan Cameron, uh, was talking to a San Diego newspaper writer. Uh, He said, thanks to the diminished snowpack of 2022, dry January and February, California's Central Valley has struggled to produce its usual output of fruits and vegetables, which is something that the entire nation has become dependent on, which shows you how warped our sense is of reality. Why should all of us around the country be determined? Uh, be uh, uh, we? Why, why should we be dependent on the lettuce production? Shall we say in the Salinas Valley uh, and you know other things? Uh, there are a lot of greenhouse products uh, in this area, but this is more of a focus on you and your farm growing what is needed for your area. Uh, and But, you know, you look at the prices. As of the end of last month, vegetable prices in our country are up 40% from last year. 40% from the same time last year. And, of course, the people who want to yak about climate change, say, oh, it's all climate change. You know, it... The climate is changing. It does change. I'm not going to emphasize this more than the initial overview of what happens when there are droughts. Look at the history of the planet. We just found this year discoveries in Greenland as to what it was like there two, three million years ago. It was like what is now uh, the greatest green valley in California. Well, the greatest green valley in the world was up in Greenland. That's why it's called, hello, Greenland. It's frozen over since the earth has changed its cycle and what's going on, but the planet has been changing for the billions of years that it's been in existence. So all of this hand-wringing, we've got to do something about changing. Uh, well, we, you know, it's, it's, I think, a true statement to say that humans are affecting, but are they causing it? Uh, that's part of an argument for a different time. I just want you to get down to the nitty-gritty uh, with uh, the reality that we've Three had $3 billion worth of agricultural losses uh, in California and other states, and that's caused perhaps your farm to do better. I hope it has, because I think, again, to underscore what I've just been saying, the good thing is that people are becoming more aware of the local farms in their area, and they are patronizing them more, and that's good for, in my mind, for the farm, the food, the family connection that the local uh, produce folks and the dairy people as well are benefiting uh, from what's happening nationally. Okay, so we're going to, in a few moments, meet a... uh, I I find that corn is so important in ethanol, the discussion about ethanol, what happens to our corn. You want to know what's going on there probably, right? So I'm going to bring you up to date with that in a matter of moments. Right now, kind of a fun thing... For those of you who are looking for, still have time to uh, get something special for the woman in your life. Uh, This is, I mean, we are equal opportunity listeners here. There are men and women listening from the farm and elsewhere. And uh, if you gentlemen are looking for something uh, that's really unique for your wife for Christmas, how about those silky, naturally nude pajamas from Pajamagram? Can't get them anywhere else. They're very sensuous, very smooth. They're like her soft skin. They're alluring. 
And by the way, when you order at pajamagram.com, you'll get a free naturally nude nightie that goes along with the naturally nude pajamas. All right, order them now at pajamagram.com. Get free nightie, get free shipping. It's all there at pajamagram.com. And they'll wrap the gift up for you as well. Free gift packaging, a free nightie. It's a fabulous way to tell the woman in your life that you think she's very special. Get something that she can really enjoy. Order it today because uh, last year they sold out before Christmas. Here's what you do. You go to pajamagram.com. Do it now. Pajamagram.com. Order the naturally nude pajamas and tell them Doug Steffen sent you. Doug Steffen with Kelly Newenhouse who's the vice chair of the National Corn Growers Association. He's affiliated with their ethanol action team, which is a pretty important thing for the corn growers and farmers in general, especially in Iowa, where he is. Uh, You have uh, grown up on the farm. You're a farmer by birth, are you, Kelly? Yeah, I've been farming for 39 years. We have a family farm. I work with two brothers, so, and been involved in the ethanol industry for over 20 years, so. Describe your farm and what happens, you and your brothers. How does the operation go? What are you growing? How much land have you got? That sort of thing. Yeah, we we do uh, plant corn and soybeans for the most part, uh, rotational crops. And, uh, you know, we've been improving our farming practices drastically over the last 20 years and increasing our yields. And so that's why the biofuels industry is so uh, important to American farmers and uh, rural America. So what about the politics of this? Every once in a while, I'm looking through various farm trade magazines, newspapers, et cetera, and online. There is focus on what Congress needs to do uh, to help the corn growers of America. Why is Congress involved at all? Well, you know, everything is connected to politics in some way. And, you know, uh, we've been competing with uh, the oil industry for years. And, um, you know, right now we've got a couple uh, bills that we're focused on. One is the Consumer Fuel Retail Choice Act, which was just introduced. And what that bill is all about is to uh, ensure year-round E15 sales are available to consumers. All right, let's let's, let's talk to the... Excuse me for a second. Uh, as we're getting into this stuff, let's talk to consumers and others who don't know what E15, what that blend is. Some places you can get it and some places you can't, uh, but it's E stands for ethanol, right? And ethanol is yep. the corn byproduct. So help us understand how this all fits together. Yeah, you know, E15 is sold in every state except for California right now. Um, but we are working with the California's Air Resources Board on getting it approved in California. Um, it's a 15% blend of ethanol. And basically, ethanol is octane. Um, it's the cleanest, safest source of octane that we can use in our uh, liquid fuels markets today. Um, one of the big benefits of it is it replaces the uh, toxic aromatics that are used in gasoline, like benzene, toluene, and xylene. And, uh, you know, it's renewable. It reduces greenhouse gas emissions by 52% So uh, over gasoline. So there's a lot of positives to uh, ethanol. And it's about, on average right now, it's been about 30 cents a gallon cheaper than regular unleaded with no ethanol. So What are you paying for it out in Iowa now? What do you pay for a gallon? 
Um, right now it's about 280 a gallon um, for E15. Uh, two seven. It kind of varies, but it's it's under the three dollar level, and uh, regular unleaded is in about the three thirty range. So, uh, like I said, it's a it's a good savings, and consumers are choosing it. I think ninety eight percent of the fuel today is E ten in the nation sold, mm-hmm. and our goal is to have a national E fifteen blend, and uh, that that would save consumers a lot of money. Plus, well, it's also our, it's better for the environment. Uh, as well, as far as I can figure out. Right, hold on a second. Let's hold on to that thought. Kelly Newenhouse is with us. He's the vice chairman of the National Corn Growers Association Ethanol uh, Action Team. Some people say ethanol. Some people say ethanol. You say ether. I say either. At any rate, uh, this is an important discussion to have for the family farmers, especially in the Midwest, who grow lots of corn. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Our focus this week in our conversation is on corn, corn growing, how it's blended, how this all came about. Kelly Newenhouse is the vice chair of the National Corn Growers Association's, you say that a mouthful, the National Corn Growers Association's <laughs> ethanol action team. So how did this all come about? Let's get a quick historical perspective, Kelly, on this as to how corn and ethanol all came to pass when it came to uh, the energy mixes and energy quotients. Okay, well, it was part of the American Clean Air Act 20-some years ago, and one of the biggest uh, benefits or pushes for the ethanol industry was when they banned MTBE in the U.S. fuel supply um, because that was polluting all of our water. And so uh, ethanol is a great octane, octane source. So that gave us a big boost. We replace, we replace MTBE in, in our markets. And then, you know, since 20 years ago, we've learned so much more about the biofuels industry. You know, at first we were looking for places to grind corn because far- American farmers are really good at producing corn. Yep. And we had excess corn on the market. So we were finding new places for it. And now we realize it reduces greenhouse gases by 52%. It replaces toxic aromatics used by the gasoline companies. And it's renewable and homegrown. And, you know, another bill we're working on right now at the National Corn Growers is called the Next Generations Fuels Act. And what that is, it's a bill to uh, um, increase the amount of ethanol in the tanks. Uh, We're looking forward to mid-level blends like E25 or E30. And we recognize all the talk about decarbonizing our atmosphere. 
and strongly feel the best way to do that is to put more ethanol in the tank. So uh, we've been working on the Next Generation Fuels Act. It was introduced in the last Congress, and uh, we're working on having it reintroduced in this upcoming Congress, and uh, hopefully can get that pushed across the finish line. One of the things that is kind of outrageous as I look at this, uh, when all the people in the government are wringing their hands about cleaning up the air, uh, this is such an, ab- an obvious win uh, for pretty much everybody. The only reason you're having a problem getting this through Congress is because of the oil lobbyists. They are the ones that are pushing to kill this because it's not good for their business. Uh, it's really hypocritical when you look at these no-good SOBs. Frankly, that's my own <laughs> pejorative on it. But these people are so hypocritical. Uh, and, you know, they're investing in solar. They're investing in in uh, in wind uh, because they know their future is dull. You'd think they'd want to get in on this bandwagon because this is good for the entire country. That is the ethanol and growing it on family farms and some of the bigger uh, industrial farms also are growing a lot of corn that goes into this blend. Uh, but, you know, the fact I remember when I first tried to do something on my farm, I was uh, one of those silly people <laughs> who took uh, a lot of uh, the the fryer waste, the oil that came out of that and uh, oil from the crankcase and blended that into something because when the cost of diesel went as crazy as it did, I didn't want to pay that. And neither did a lot, of, uh, a lot of my other farm friends. So in terms of the addition in gasoline, you can do it, but you can't really do it in diesel, right? No, but there's a lot of uh, improvements for the, you know, biodiesel is another thing and renewable diesel. And these are coming on really strong. But we also have a, a new technology that's coming on very strong. And it, it was actually a science project at Stanford University about six years ago. And it's called Clear Flame Engine. So it's great business time for Caledron. I would think the phones would be ringing off the hook and people would be ordering Ad nauseum. That's right. You know, it'll be 25 years this April, and we've been helping customers lose weight safely and effectively for 25 years. So if you need to lose the weight, you've really got to check it out on our website, toploss.com, because like Doug said, it's so much more than just a weight loss product. I mean, we're not talking about uh, a quick fix fad product. There are no drugs. There are no stimulants. Our number one ingredient is collagen protein. Uh, It's got types one and three. That's for the muscle and the joints. All right, and don't forget the 9090 special right now. Use the DJV code for free shipping as well. DJV code at toploss.com and the Get Fit contest. That sounds like it would be kind of fun. Calitrin at toploss.com. Thanks to Elizabeth Miller here, one of the great Calitrin consultants at toploss.com. Back we are, Kelly Newenhouse, helping us understand the politics, the reality for uh, growers all over the country of uh, corn and how that can be used to make the air cleaner, make business better, make the cost of fuels less. Uh, we were we sort of started to get off onto biodiesel. You said there was new technology that's been developed. What is that? Well, it's, it's called clear flame engines. And what this is, is a diesel styled engine that runs our E98 ethanol. Um, there, there, right now there's uh, four semis on the road being tested, but this technology started at Stanford University with B.J. Johnson and Julie Blumreiter, 
Um, they both have doctors in front of their names now. Um, but uh, Iowa corn's been directly connected with them and the national corn growers over the last six years. And they've received some huge investments from uh, John Deere, the Bill Gates organization and others. Um, you know, right now, this fuel is testing to have the same lugging power, the, the same fuel mileage, um, uh, pretty much identical to diesel. But the only big, the biggest advantage is, is the emissions are reduced greatly. And it's right now it's saving um, about 50 cents a mile on, on for uh, transportation. And this is for large transportation vehicles. It's for like semis, um, large generators. We've got uh, farm tractor engines being designed around on this right now. So I'm very excited about the potential for clear flame engines and looking forward to this uh, technology moving forward. Maybe it'll bring back a revitalization of diesel power in cars because that seems to be off now because diesel is so expensive. And frankly, not this is a question for you, but I've never understood. It costs less to produce diesel, jet fuel, home heating oil. It's all the same thing. And I'm wondering, it seems to me now uh, that I'm thinking about it, I saw something in one of, I'm a, a flying uh, fan, so I read a lot of the trades when it comes to the airlines and airplanes and things. And it seems to me that General Electric or Pratt & Whitney or Rolls-Royce, whoever it is that makes the engines for planes, there are three manufacturers, has made a plane so that it can take this kind of, and I, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it's Delta, who has their own, uh, they, they make their own fuel, they have their own refinery. And I think they're um, trying to come up with a blend that you can use in an airplane. Am I right on that? What do you know about that? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's called sustainable aviation fuel. And uh, we're, you know, I think it's a great futuristic technology. There are some being used right now. It's an, it's an easy conversion from renewable diesel and biodiesel to sustainable um, yeah. aviation fuel. It takes a little more refining to go from ethanol to re uh, sustainable aviation fuel. Um, but, you know, there's huge potential in, in that going forward. Um, but all this time, all this stuff takes time. And uh, there's a lot of different technologies that the uh, corn growers are, are working on at this point. And, and there's a lot of excitement in the biofuels industry moving forward. So how is this embraced outside of America? Other countries, European countries, fuel is so much more expensive there, pretty much more expensive. We, we can't stand the cost of it here, but if you look around the rest of the world, uh, pretty much every place except Mexico, I think, has uh, fuel that's more expensive than ours. So how does all of this ethanol action play in other countries? You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how it's booming in other countries, um, you know. The National Corn Growers works directly with the U.S. Grains Council, and one of our biggest export markets right now is ethanol. Um, it was a second or third highest of volume last year in ethanol trade. Um, you look at India, uh, they want to go to an E20 national blend. Right now they're at E10. The European Union is um, in, embracing ethanol. Canada's going to have a national low-carbon fuel standard, um, and they are actually our largest export market right now. Japan, um, Colombia, um, the, the Brazil, the list goes on and on about the, the, the 
potential for world demand for biofuels. You know, it's something that's renewable. Um, it replaces um, oil um, that's uh, not real good for the environment. Um, I, I recognize, though, that there's going to take a lot of different uh, energy sources. Um, there's going to be some electrification, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, biofuels. There will be other technologies that come in over the over the next several years, but uh, um, we feel pretty strongly that biofuels have a great fit. And if the world is really concerned about decarbonizing our atmosphere, the best way to do that is to get more ethanol in the tank. Well, I would say this to you in a constructive critique of how you're approaching this. The the people that are trying to sell electric cars and electric trucks and electric tractors are doing a better job than you are when it comes to PR. What they aren't doing is is facing the facts or telling people that are buying their products that they're not saving a doggone thing because the electricity that's used to make these cars and trucks run comes from fossil fuel. And it's a joke, frankly, that people, you know, they only see half of the pie. So where is their other eye? Why is it not open on this? So I guess one of the things that I would wonder is to whether in terms of selling, I would be interested in buying products that had engines uh, that were running on this. And I could use this product in all of the things that I have. Uh, but more importantly, is there a blend of this sort of of ethanol with fuel that can be used in the power plants as well. Can you sell, why, why, why can't you sell this stuff to the people that are making the power, the electricity? Well, there actually are some generators that do burn biofuels. Um, you know, and one of the big disadvantages we have today, it wasn't too many years ago, um, the, the auto industry received CAFE credits to build flex fuel vehicles around an E85. Right. Um, that's been eliminated. All the CAFE credits today are going to electrification. And so the auto industry is taking advantage of that. Um, they're taking that those dollars and they're, they're building electric vehicles. But uh, to have, create a fair playing field, we need CAFE credits back for um, flex fuel vehicles. And even, you know, this Next Generation Fuels Act that we're working on, um, that would entice the auto industry to build small, high compression, small engines that run on high octane ethanol blends like an E25 or E30. At that range, you're looking at a 93 to 94 octane fuel. And, you know, it could, it's, it could be extremely efficient in the right engines. It, you know, I already run E30 and everything I got without any issues because i'm lucky enough to live where we have blender pumps yeah. but uh you know we need that uh you know fair playing field um to get past this hype about electrification yeah it's I nonsense just... I, I, I look at it as nonsensical hold on a second kelly kelly newenhouse here from the national corn growers ethanol action team doug stefan with a reminder to those of you who are on the farm you have a small business. Did your business stay open during COVID? Your answer is yes, because you did. You had to. So I think this is an idea that is really has come of age. Listen to me for 60 seconds as I tell you about covidpayment.com. This is good news. The feds have set aside a lot of money in the CARES Act to reward companies like your farm 
stayed open during 2020, 2021, despite all the struggles with COVID and what that did to all of our businesses. These payments, by the way, are not loans. You don't have to pay them back. So your question at this point is, Doug, how do I get my hands on this? Well, if you had more than five employees on the payroll in 2020 and 2021, your company probably qualifies for up to $26,000 per employee. You can get the info at covidpayment.com. All one word, covidpayment.com. Let them answer a few of your questions, and then you can answer a few of their questions. And their experts there that really know their way around government programs will help you. They'll do all the rest of the work. Covidpayment.com. Nobody knows more about this program than these folks at COVID Payment. Uh, so check it out. Uh, Fast Cash. This is the option you want to check out. Uh, you can qualify for that and the other program as well. Businesses like Farmers, and there are a lot of others, you know, nonprofits, churches, restaurants, you name it. Any small business, even those who took PPP loans, are eligible. So if you got five or more employees, go to covidpayment.com. Let them help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Again, visit covidpayment.com right away. There's a website, I'm guessing, that people can go to for the National Corn Growers Association to see how uh, they may participate or what the news is when it comes to ethanol and blending. Oh, absolutely. Go to nationalcorngrowers.com, ncga.com, All right, to find out good. more Right. All right. So in terms of the uh, the emissions and things, you've underscored that very well, the clean fuel stuff. I think we've hit a lot of high points. So you have uh, also, you're the national organization. Are there organizations in each state? And I'm asking you that because I'm very active in the Massachusetts Farm Bureau Federation's work, and I don't know anything. I've never seen or heard from anyone who's a, a rep from the National Corn Growers Association here in Massachusetts. You know, we have members from, I think, 40 states um, in the National Corn Growers. And, uh, you know, I know there's one in New York that's uh, very active and getting just getting a strong start. Um, so, you know, that's something you could reach out in Massachusetts and, uh, and join in and become a member of the National Corn Growers well, I, I look at it this way. The way I was involved in the hemp business until the government put the people who wanted to grow hemp out of business, you know, they all they talk a good game after they put it in the farm bill in 2018, but find somebody who really knows what they're doing uh, and, and or who is available to get around all the hoops that they put in front of you to keep you from growing it. So I say to farmers who have open land because they've been run out of the dairy industry uh, by the big agribusinesses and factory farms. You got land to grow corn on, grow it, and then have it used in this ethanol action that these folks are putting together. There's a lot of open land in New England, in New York. Oh my God, you drive around New York and see all the deserted uh, dairy farms. There's all hundreds of thousands of acres. I don't understand why there aren't, you know, in Massachusetts, land's a little tight, so most of it's used to fed people, to feed people here, but uh, you know, you go to states that have lots of land. My God, they they should be all over this this corn growing for ethanol. All right. Am yeah. I right? Well, I totally agree. You know, the 
corn industry has changed drastically. You know, back in 1930, we planted 105 million acres of corn in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and produced 1.7 billion bushels. Uh, recently, we're planting about 90 million acres in the U.S. And this is number two yellow corn that's normally just used for livestock feed. Yep. And we produce 15 billion bushels. So wow. that's how much better we've got at producing more with less. Yep. And, you know, one of the one big concern is urban sprawl. You know, we're losing about 2 million acres a year um, through uh, urban sprawl. But another thing I'd like to talk to you about is the energy independence. Um, you know, we're sitting here at a crisis time with high fuel costs, importing foreign oils. And if we could replace just one third of the E10 pumps in the nation with E15, we could eliminate all needs for Russian imports. And why aren't we doing that? You know, this ethanol fuel is a better fuel. It's cleaner burning and everything's good about it. And yet we're importing oil. Yeah, um, craziness. From it is crazy, That's, crazy. Yeah, it's craziness. Yeah. All yeah. right, Kelly. And it'd be, it'd be an easy fix to go to yep. 15. It would be. Wide. Very easy. Yep. Kelly Newenhouse is here from the National Corn Growers Association, the Ethanol Action Team in Business. Go to ncg.com, the National Corn Growers Association, to see how you can get involved. Good to have you here to help us out here on the American Family Farmer, Kelly. Uh, Very happy New Year to you and your family as well. Hey, thank you, Doug. Appreciate the opportunity. I am Robert Strickler. My wife, Joyce, and I have been married for 53 years. Certainly one of the really important things in my life are our children and our grandchildren. I'm essentially a writer. I've been involved in communications in the media. I've been an avid fly fisherman for at least 40 or more years. I've been taking Prevagen on a regular basis for at least eight years. For me, the greatest benefit over the years has been that Prevagen seems to help me recall things and also think more clearly, have a crisper ability to remember and think through things. And I enthusiastically recommend Prevagen It has helped me an awful lot. Prevagen, healthier brain, better life. Robert Strickler is a content contributor for Prevagen and real user. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I want to spend a a little bit of time talking about organic farming and the terms that we use. I know I talk a lot about Search and well, I talk a lot about the uh, the business of social media and how our presence needs to be focused and how the younger farmers or the farmers that are with it are really doing a good job using social media, using websites, and then there's this whole business about search engine optimization, how to get found. That's basically it. Yeah, how do people find you and your message? online. Uh, So in order to optimize your own presence, uh, customers who are looking for you will easily find you if you knew what the heck you're doing. Uh, There are some farm business folks. I was looking at the story of a woman uh, who has put together a company called WanderWeb, W-A-N-D-E-R-W-E-B. You might go there to get some help some information. She works a lot with small farmers, a small business development as well. Uh, but these tips are good for everybody. 
If you're a do-it-yourselfer when it comes to web design, you might go to her website. Uh, the organic information, that is stuff that is free that's online, uh, that's, a, I guess we consider that for farmers and everybody, a different kind of organic. But this is, there are two things, the free stuff and the paid stuff. Um, if you're smart about doing the free stuff, you don't need the paid stuff. I do a little of both on my farm because uh, I don't claim to be, even though I have a couple of good people that are helping me, I am, I don't want to say clueless, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not great when it comes to this stuff. But I push the people around me because I know how much we are dependent now on organically creating a message that gets out and that's the that's the part of organic that I mean this is it starts and then it grows and I guess Google is the best although I frankly can't stand Google I think it's a horror show it's too difficult to use I just I find them annoying as I'll get out but that's just me um, if you're creating a website and your content online is important and well done and then you have people who use the Google search engines uh, to find the pages and to find the information that's there. And certainly when it comes to knowing what's available on your farm at the moment, uh, this is having a good website, having a good Facebook page, Twitter, or whatever. I don't know how you use TikTok on the farm, but I can imagine somebody's created a way to get videos on TikTok of somebody milking a cow or a cow being impregnated by a bull or, you know, whatever else. Maybe I'm just thinking about the activities at the moment at my, on my farm, all the heifers getting bred for next year. Uh, it's, uh, you know, that, that's stuff that's important because people want to know when the flush of milk is. Uh, anyway, I'm very interested in how to help you improve your business. The whole idea behind this program, when it was put together a number of years ago, was to help the family farmer. I'm a family farmer. I want the best for you. And we have all of these ideas that hopefully you can take and put into effect, like the idea from this program of growing more corn and getting a market for it. Uh, and then there's a lot of other uh, stuff there. There's a local lamb grower here in my neck of the woods, and he gets people from all over the state to come buy his lamb uh, because he does do a good job of organically getting the information out. He's got videos about how the lambs are raised. He's got videos of shearing the wool off of them. He's got videos of what you can do to prepare good lamb meals, all that stuff. And that's all he's done it free. Uh, so improving your image, optimizing the message, uh, that's something to learn. And again, maybe I'll uh, send you up to WanderWeb, W-A-N-D-E-R-W-E-B, I'm not being being paid. I'm just telling you the story because she seems to be the lady. Corey Daigle seems to be somebody who knows what to do and perhaps can help you out. The American Family Farmer Podcast, sponsored in part by Calitrin, the safe, proven way to lose weight and keep it off, and by Prevagen, really good for your mind. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.